generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. If you know that Jesus died for you, went to the cross for you, was buried for you, was raised for you, and now he lives on the inside of you. Somebody give a praise. Hallelujah. Look at somebody say neighbor. 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 Jesus is risen. Give God praise for the resurrection. Hallelujah. Hug somebody with your sweaty body. If you're... Shake somebody and tell, tell the person congratulations. Our, our God is risen. God is risen. You may be seated for a few minutes. For a couple of minutes really. We had an amazing time in the first service, didn't we? It was an, an incredible time. The first service, we had Jennifer on the strings. Is that person the person I think is the person? We had Jennifer on the strings and then we had the King's Music Band. They just, they vandalized everywhere. Not vandalized, vandalized. Just incredible people. And in the second service, we have the band again. You must reject the sin of familiarity. Familiarity is when you've seen somebody finish. But you can't see a believer finish. Because a believer is a product of God's mercies. And the Bible says God's mercies are new. Get somebody say you don't know me or you think you know me. There are shades to me you don't know. There are sights to me you don't know. There are flavors in me you don't know. There are dimensions in me you don't know. There are levels and layers. I am like an onion. I have layers to me. And the more you peel me off, the fresher I become. You know, an onion... When you peel the layer on the outside, you see another layer inside and it's fresher. People that think that they've seen you because you have the risen Christ in you, when they roll back the layers, they will see something fresh. Oh, that amen needs encouragement. Somebody shout a resurrected hallelujah. Fresh oil is coming out of you. Fresh grace is flowing through your life. Fresh power is going to shine forth. And apart from the band, we've got somebody, if I can use the word wizard, you know. Like, I can't say wizard in church. Okay, let me not say wizard. A divine genius. When this guy doesn't even need to touch the strings, when his finger is just in close proximity to the strings, they start vibrating. It's bad like that. Bad, good. Good, bad. Good, good, good. 
is incredible, carries such a strong anointing, is very skillful and very gifted and talented and his name is Otedola. Let's celebrate the gift of God in him. So just look at somebody, just relax. Not relapse. So. You know, because, because you know, these days, some people say things, you need to listen very well. You know, some people, they say, praise God, praise God, praise God. It sounds like Prescott's, Prescott's. It's praise God, Prescott's, Prescott's. We've got an amazing woman in the house. This woman is a woman of power and character and substance and strength. And she's a fine woman. Let me just tell all you single men who are, whose eyes are popping with prophecy. She's very married. In fact, very happily married. Let's celebrate J-Bums Bumi Church in the house with us. We love you. We appreciate you. Have you seen your friend? Have you seen her? Okay. In the spirit or in the flesh? Okay. Matthew 28. I'm not going to be long. I think I have about 10 minutes. God help me. <laughs> it's just an exhortation to help all of us focus on the most important element of our Christian faith, which is the centrality of the life, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Matthew 28 from verse 1. If you're in Matthew 28, can you say amen, amen? Amen. I hope that the way people are taking this feminism thing, they won't start saying, A women, A women. <laughs> Praise the Lord, A women. Uh, you know, they, they're just, some people are taking it too personal, like driving it. Then, <laughs> if I don't let me say the other one that's coming to mind now. You can't run away from it. This men matter. You know that thing women have once in a, in a month? It has men's name inside. Matthew 28. <laughs> so they can change it now. Put W-O. <laughs> so they just want to be very, very... Anyway, but, they, but there's a power in this text. All the women in the house, you're going to get excited because I want to bring this out. Matthew 28 from verse 1. Now, after the Sabbath... As the first day of the week began to dawn. Let me just say prophetically, it's the dawning of a new day for somebody here. And you know the funny thing about me about the break of dawn? If you are not discerning, the break of dawn seems just as dark as the end of a day. Before the light bursts on the horizon, it's still just as dark. It's dawn, but it looks like dusk. And some of you are in that, the final stages of the dark seasons of a certain part of your life. But you're mistaking it for the beginning of hardship. God wants me to tell somebody that Christ is busting on the horizon of your life. And the light of his glory is going to spread in such a dynamic way. The Bible talks about the day start that dawns in our hearts. God dawns in your heart before his glory dawns in your life. And some of you have been holding that light within the light of prophecy, the light of divine instruction, the light of revelation, the light of understanding. But in the season, God is causing the light of his glory not only to dawn in your heart, but to find expression in every area of your life. Look at somebody say, he's talking to me right now. 
First day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. <laughs> he is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy. That fear, of course, is reverential fear, not intimidation. And ran to bring his disciples' word. Father, we thank you because there is power in your word. We open up our hearts that as you open up your word to us, there is going to be a deep-seated impartation of your spirit life. An activation of divine gifts on the insides of your people. There will be light and illumination to celebrate the risen Savior, but also to carry that celebration into the entirety of our lives and the different expressions of that which you've called us to do. We give you praise because resurrection power is not only heard about this morning, but is experienced in our hearts, in our souls, in our bodies, in our marriages, in our health, in our finances, in our businesses. Can I hear your amen? In every area of our lives, we proclaim this done in Jesus' name we've prayed. Why did Jesus have to come? If it's the word, is the fullness of God's purpose, the fullness of God's agenda, by him were all things made. Why did he still have to come into the earth? The word of God says, for this purpose, in the book of 1 John chapter 3 verse 8, for this purpose was the Son of God, the Son of Man made manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. So one of the reasons why Jesus came was to destroy the works of the devil. There might be somebody in the sound of my voice who feels heavily oppressed. In fact, I discern by the Spirit that there are some of you whose sleep patterns have been interrupted, who have been seeing all kinds of things when you try to sleep, or there you've been having like panic attacks and anxiety and stress. I proclaim by the power of God that those cycles of sleeplessness, they are broken in the name of Jesus. It said that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. What are the works of the devil? Sickness is a work of the devil. Loss is a work of the devil. Division, strife, tension, anxiety. They are works of the devil. But the works of the devil are only made manifest in darkness. In darkness. And how does darkness come? Darkness comes as a result of sin. Being alienated from the life of God. Ephesians 4 explains to us that the Gentiles have their minds darkened because they are alienated from the life of God. They are cut off from the life of God. It's not just the Gentiles. The word actually says, all have sinned. Romans chapter 3 verse 23. Romans 3 23. For all have sinned and they have come what? Short of the glory of God. Now how many of you ever wrote an exam and then you came short of the cut of mark? Anybody like that? Remember Jam? Um, depending on what school you went to, you know, the only two schools in Nigeria, University of Lagos, and you guys even agree. That's why you're not protesting. Some people are doing Yimu. 
Right, right. What school did you go to again? <laughs> right? But, but okay, you went to a good school. Look at some say you went to school, Shad. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> so jam, you're supposed to write, and maybe for your exam, your, your cost of study, the cutoff was maybe like 240 or 250. Now, do you know that the person who has 237 and the person who has 198, both of them are falling short. So all men have seen and fallen short of the glory of God. The person who tells just one lie and the, only, the person who tells only one truth, both of them are falling short. Oh, can I talk to somebody? The person who slept with 2,673 and a half women. Don't ask me what the half was about. Okay, but different things. There, you know, there's Obi Arabia or Korea. Like this, these people have like transgender and mixed gender, dual gender. There are different varieties. Because I hear there are different brands of men now metrosexual, sapiosexual, heterosexual, you know, different men. But the person who slept with 2,673 and a half women, and the one who didn't sleep with anyone, but thought about sleeping with one, but didn't have anyone to respond to his thoughts. Someone say, we've all fallen short. The one who drove the knife into somebody's back to stab them, and the one who didn't drive the knife into their back, but wished them evil, we've all fallen short. The person who carried it out and the one who had it in but couldn't carry it out, we've all fallen short. The one who did it and the one who didn't, didn't, did it, we've all fallen short. Do you know why? Because God is so holy that you don't need to speak for him to judge your thoughts. Your thoughts are as loud to God as your voices to your neighbor. So the word says that he's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The word says that the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know it? And so when God is coming to the earth, he comes to save every one of us. That's why I love that song that says the vilest offender who truly believes that moment from Jesus a pardon receives. I'm not saying that God is going to save everybody, but I said that Jesus' blood is good enough to save everybody who believes. Is somebody grateful that you are not disqualified from the number? You told some lies, but he died for you too. You made some mistakes, but he died for you too. You overlooked some things, but he died for you too. You did some things you're not proud of, but he died. Some of you are forming as if you were already so good by yourself you had it all figured out by yourself but is there anybody who's grateful enough to admit that God if not for the blood of Jesus I have no business lifting up my hands because my hands are not holy by themselves I have no business raising my voice and shouting in praise I have no business walking up and down it's by the blood of Jesus somebody shout hallelujah so for him to die for us for him to take our place, he had to become like us. He had to become like us. First Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. First Timothy 3, 16 says, Great is the mystery of godliness. And it said it this way. It said God was manifested in the flesh. What a miracle. 
God, the God of the universe. He entered into the earth through the likeness of fallen flesh. His flesh was not fallen, but through the likeness of the protoplasmic composition of the flesh. He comes in there and then says, was justified in the spirit and then seen of angels. So the angels that he created saw him become a man. He says, was preached on across the world, believed on amongst the Gentiles and then raised up to glory. You know, in the Old Testament, the, in Psalm chapter 2, uh, it says that what is man that thou art mindful of him? What is the son of man that you consider him? It says that you have set him above the works of your hands. Now, as the Old Testament, the, the angels could not understand what was so special about man. But in the New Testament, after God came into the earth and became like one of them, uh, the angels said there must be something about this man. Look at somebody, said there is something about you, something about you, something about you. Look at someone say you're special. Look at someone and say you're special. You are different. You are unique. You are blood bought. You are washed clean. You are sanctified. He came into the earth, took on the form of flesh. Why? Because the justice of God demanded that sin must be punished. And what's the punishment for sin? The wages of sin is dead. Now let me just explain this way. When we say sin needs to be punished, it's not like God now hates people that, okay, you've sinned again, a bit. Uh-huh. Ha! Line number 7,326. I can't take it anymore. I can't. I... <laughs> no. If a little child puts his hand in, in the fire and it gets burned, are you punishing the child with the burning? What's happening? The, the pain he feels is the consequence of his decision. Nobody needs to punish the sinner. His sin punishes him. The guilt and the shame and the heavy heartedness and the separation from God. Remember that when Jesus took up our sin on the cross, what does he say? My God, my God. If you're in the rain and you get wet, is somebody punishing you with the wetness? Walking in the rain without an umbrella is what exposes you to the wetness. And with the wetness comes things like cold. And all the other consequences. So sickness, perversion, oppression, harassment, and all of those things came as a result of separation from God, which came as a result of sin. So here is the issue now. If I'm going to be redeemed, I have to die. Because the wages of sin is? The problem is, no human being can die for their own sins and still resurrect to enjoy the benefits of having died for their sins. Why? Because every human being is sinful. You have the sinful nature. Therefore, sin brings you under the dominion of death. 
So what it means is, even if you have to say, okay, God, I'm ready to die for my sins. Let me die for my sins. I want to pay for my sins by dying for my sins. And you die for your sin. The challenge is you are dying for your sin in sin. So that you are permanently dead and you cannot resurrect to righteousness. Are you getting this? So who is going to help me? That's what, Jesus, what Paul meant by oh wretched man that I am who will deliver me from this body of death. In other words, no human being is smart enough to pay for their sins. You cannot be fine enough to be fine into redemption. You can't cut, you walk your way into God's good books. Come on somebody. You can't do penance into God's good book. You can't write an apology into God's good books. You can't manipulate God. You can't replace redemption demands with seed or money or offering. You need somebody who has not sinned before. You know, come. So Jesus Christ came into the likeness of my flesh, my fallen flesh, into a sinful world. He took the death for my sin. Now, he couldn't stay dead. Why? Because the demands of death require sin or the sinful nature. It is sin that licenses death to operate. So to him that has no sin, death has no place. Oh, you're getting there now. To him that has no sin, death cannot operate. It's like you need mosquito for malaria. No mosquito. Come on, somebody. It's like you need yam for pounded yam. No yam. You can pound the air as much as you want. You won't eat that pounded yam. So Jesus had no sin. That's why he said, the prince of this world is coming, but he has nothing in me. You cannot use a Samsung remote control to change a Toshiba television. In other words, the devil can press all the buttons he wants to press. He cannot control the God life on the inside of me. The God life in me cannot be manipulated by the schemes and the scams and the strategies and the harassment of hell. Slap somebody a palm button high five and tell him death has no place here. The sound is a little harsh. Death has no place here. So notice Jesus comes into the, into the world, he takes my sin, and he dies. The word says he became sin, who knew no sin, that we might become the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. Because there was no sin in him, he rose from the dead. But here is the deal. He said, I have paid for your sin. Therefore, I'm not leaving you in that sin. When he rose, he took me with him. When he rose, I got up with him. When he died, I died with him. When he was buried, I was buried with him. And when he rose, I rose with him. You think I am sitting in scarcity, but you're wrong. I'm seated in heavenly places at the right hand side of the father he knew no sin but he paid for my sin he had no death in him but he delivered me from death I was overwhelmed but he raised me up somebody look at your neighbor and tell him I'm risen with Christ oh yes I'm risen with Christ I'm risen death has no legal hold on me I'm fully paid for. I'm fully paid for. 
I'm fully paid for. I've got some character issues, but he paid for those two. Oh, y'all didn't hear what I said. I've got some attitude problems, but he paid for that too. And somebody says, well, I told a lie yesterday. Well, the lie that you told yesterday cannot reverse what he did from before the foundations of the earth. He said the Lamb of God was slain from before the foundations of the earth. Revelation says that the book of life was written from before the foundations of the earth. Look at your neighbor and say, I made the list my name is inside do you remember when you were checking your admission when you were checking common entrance and you called your uncle to go to fgc Ogbomosha or something to go and check the name well i just spied into the book of life and i saw your name in there how do i know he says whosoever believes in me should not perish but have everlasting how do you know your name is inside because the receipt for a transaction will be as invisible as the, as the transaction. If it's a fiscal good, you need a fiscal receipt. receipt. Come on, somebody. Many people who do businesses here, you send invoices to your clients without printing anything. What do you send? An invoice that is e-copy. Well, God sends you a receipt that is S-copy, spirit copy. Pastor Dre, God didn't give you a receipt for salvation. Sir, keep it well, oh. Because the day of the rapture, you must have the original copy. Go and laminate it. <laughs> oh, the day I call you to glory, if the rapture doesn't happen, you must have the copy on your body. So that when the angels come to carry, they will see the copy there. Well, let me tell you, faith is the proof. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence. Faith is my receipt. Faith is the copy that I'm saved. Faith is the proof. The word says the spirit of God cries on the inside of us. Abba, Father, it is the proof that I'm redeemed. And if I'm redeemed, he's not going to leave my body in the grave when Jesus shows up and splits the eastern sky with his glory when we call it the rapture he has come to collect what he paid for somebody spread your hands and say I'm gonna fly away like this so when the came Matthew 25 the word says that the tomb was empty an angel descended. You see, God likes a fizzy. And then see, pampara, shaprapra. God sent an angel. The Bible says the mighty angel descended with lightning. As, as in God flash. Shanawale. I'm not there. Lightning. Why? flash <laughs> like so right? and then the angel rolled the stone away <laughs> isn't it interesting that Jesus BJ resurrected and the stone was not rolled away <laughs> did you hear that Jesus had come out of the grave Bumi, but the stone was still there 
uh-huh. When Lazarus died, Jesus told them, roll the stone so that he can come out. When Jesus died, he did not need any stone to be rolled, but it came out. Resurrection life means the stone can be there, but I'm coming out. The obstacle can be there, but I'm coming out. The barrier might be there, but I'm coming out. The limitation might be there, but I'm coming out. Look at somebody says stones can stop me. Look at somebody says stones can stop me. The angel did not roll the stone away so that Jesus could come out. The angel rolled the stone away so they could see that he had come out. They could see. They could see. I don't need any confirmation. My faith is the confirmation. My faith says I'm healed. My faith says I'm forgiven. My faith says I'm raised. My faith. So unbelievers follow signs and wonders. For believers, signs and wonders follow them. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out demons. Woo. Unbelievers have to wait for, yeah, roll the stone now. God rolls so I can come out. Walk through it. Matter does not matter. When the creator of all matter says the matter does not matter. That stone is matter. But the matter of that stone cannot stop the matter of the matter maker. In other words, the stones have to say twali. For the one who said in the beginning, let there be light and there was light. Let the ferment bring out their fish. Or let the seas bring out their fish. The stones recognize that their maker was coming. And by the prophetic uh, understanding, the psalmist says, lift up your heads, O ye gates. And be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord. Strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. He is. Oh God, I love the spot. Who were the people going? The women. The women were the first to show up. The women were the first. Why? I'll tell you why God will reveal some things to women faster. Because sometimes men can be so logical that if the men actually got there first, they would have been calculating the circumference of the stone, the width, the diameter, the height, the radius. But women, they are going to put it on the blogs. They will take the selfie to town. They will spread the news. Have I got some Jesus loving, Holy Ghost filled women in this house? Hey! Look for a woman. Say, spread the news about Jesus. Spread the news about the gospel. Go out. 
men will have been saying, how many men does it take to roll a stone? Bring me hammer. Bring Nkwabi. Bring Offensala. But the women say, he is not here. Let's go and tell them. Create a WhatsApp group. Text a message. Hey, women. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. High five a woman beside you. Say, don't keep it to yourself. Don't keep it. Don't keep it to yourself. Don't keep it to yourself. When a man is going through something, he will tell maximum of one of two or two men. When a woman is going through something, uh -huh, she's going to spread the news. So some men have bacterial anointing. Women have viral anointing. If you want something to go viral, give a woman something. She's going to spread the news and multiply and amplify. Higher! God is raising women. God is raising mighty people in the house. He said it's not here. He's risen. How? As he said. The word became flesh. But still spoke. It's not enough. To have the word. You must speak it. The word does not say he's risen. As he is. He said he's risen as he said. What guarantees your rising is not just who you are. It's what you say. Jesus spoke himself out of the grave. He said, I'm going. What's your name, sir? Timothy. We spoke from your book this morning. First Timothy. <laughs> he said, I'm going to tear down this temple. And in three days I'll be build it up. And the word says we're speaking about his own body. Timothy, about his own body. So he's prophesied everything. Resurrection releases God's power into your life to be able to construct the realities of your future according to God's divine intent using your own words. Spoke. Can we just glorify God for resurrection? Let's thank Him. We cry of a Father, hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. We cry. take just two minutes and thank him for resurrection thank him your sins are forgiven your faith is in Jesus Christ you are pardoned you are raised thank you Lord for exaltation thank you for a lifting thank you for a lifting thank you oh for God so loved the world that he gave his only 
God gave us his best and he gave us his only begotten oh father we thank you we are grateful that our names are written in the book of life we are grateful that you have given us your spirit we are grateful Lord we're crying we're somebody an opportunity this morning to receive the gift of salvation Christ paid a debt he did not owe so that we could live a life that we don't deserve to live and does no matter what you've done a response to salvation is not a resolution to do better to be better to be morally upright it is just acknowledging and accepting what God has done being saved does not mean oh I'm now you know I tell three less lies or you know I stop sleeping with my boyfriend you can stop sleeping with your boyfriend and you're still not saved so it's not the moral discipline it's the heart transformation where the Lord himself takes out your heart of stone puts in you the heart of flesh puts his nature his identity and his spirit in you so that you can desire what he desires you can live as he lives you can walk as he walks in fact he wants to live in you and through you so if you're here this morning you've never made this conscious decision with the understanding of what he has done I want to give you the opportunity this morning it's a good time for us to close our eyes if you're already saved and just intercede for those who are not those who need to make this decision and ask the Lord to touch every heart and if you're that person you want to make a fresh decision this morning why not just place your hand on your chest right where you're standing or seated in fact if you're making that decision where you are just stand wherever you are stand up for Jesus stand Make that decision and boldness. Oh yes, Lord. Father, touch every heart. Who respond to this call. There's no time to get distracted. Let's honor the presence of God. You're not in the presence of a man, you're in the presence of God. It's not time for side talks. It's time to focus. And the one who matters at the end of it all. Father, we thank you. Thank you for newness. Thank you for freshness. Thank you for a fresh start. We glorify you, Jesus. Let's all say this together, oh God. Every voice in the house, oh God. I thank you for your love for me I thank you for the gift of salvation in Christ Jesus I acknowledge Jesus Christ 
as my savior I acknowledge his finished work as perfect and eternally relevant today I place my faith in the Son of God with my heart I believe with my mouth I confess that I am saved I have newness of life I am redeemed my sins are forgiven my soul is redeemed my life is redeemed my mind is redeemed and I will spend my eternity with you God in Jesus name we've prayed somebody shout a believing amen if you believe that hallelujah let's put our hands together and glorify God with a shout to take us further for another 15 minutes very gifted on the drums and on the keys but this is his favorite instrument I'm ready to receive the ministry we celebrate his gift and we celebrate the God who has given him the gift. Let's receive the ministry of Minister Oradola Otadola as he blesses us this morning.
If I don't share this testimony, you understand. I was sharing with him out there. I said last week. I got a call last week. And let me tell you the mystery behind the call. All through 2018, I sold my car 2017. So 2018, I kept on telling myself I don't need a car. What do I have to do with a car? I'm not interested. Every opportunity to get a car kept on coming. I said I don't need a car. Then December, I did a lot of event. December, taxi fire. There was every soldier all through December till January. So I spent almost 50% of all my income on taxi fire. So I told myself, I said, Lord, ah, this thing has to change. <laughs> oh, you experienced the same thing. <laughs> okay, so we are in the same. So I said, Lord, this thing has to change. And as another December, I was telling God that this thing has to change. So I still came to me. Now this is my car, I'm traveling. I said, please, good job. I don't need a car, what's my business? See, get the picture right. Sometimes you are due for something. But you're just like, my, what's my business? And God said, oh God, you are due for these things. I've made the provision. But we are like, so January, the guy came to me again. I'm like, don't worry, me, I will help you get a buyer, if that's the case. Then I went home. I couldn't sleep for two days. I was dreaming, thinking everything was just the car. Then I said, okay, no problem. I called him. I said, see, your guy, I never have money for this car. How do you want to do it? He said, okay, you can pay me instrument anytime you feel you can. Eh? Okay, I'll pay you by June, by March. He said, it's fine. So I like any problem, he left. But trust me, as I generate in March, the way the money kept on coming, I don't know. I had every bills I need to pay up. But I was paying that one. I was paying for the car. I was paying for everything. I still have more than enough to spend without even noticing anything. So while on Thursday, while I was going for rehearsals, I was just driving down and I was like, come on. Is this how you do your thing? Like a few weeks ago, I was still jumping bus up and down because I know I know the shortcuts. I know how to do bus and bike. See, I'm good at that. Even when I have a car, I can navigate because of traffic. But I was like, this is you at work in my life. Doing this. And I remember what something pastor said. Sometimes the Lord goes to me, uh, manifold con convention at Avila. I think it's August or something. He just looked at me and said, he came to me and said, it's a new season for you. I grabbed it. And then see, I understand this thing. Though. I grabbed it. When the man of God just come to you from nowhere to tell you it's a new season. There's something. I walked down home that day, praying the Holy Ghost with that word. When I go, I wrote it somewhere. Even they can testify. Anytime they come to my house, they see that thing. Written, new season. Then God gave me two scriptures for it. I wrote it there too as well, just as a reminder. To remind myself that I will tell you that you are no longer working in who you used to be. You are working in the new realization of who Christ has made you. Then this year again, another person walked up to me and said, I will tell you that. It's a new shift for you. See, 
So when I tell you I'm coming to this place to come and lavish all I know, at least all the things I think I know, before the Father, if you are trusting God for anything, my pastor said something. Most of the time we believe God for something, but you forget about the things that God has done for you in the past. Use that thing that God has done for you in the past as a point of reference to access the new things you want. So if you are believing God for anything, think back, what has God done for you? Use that thing, thank him for that thing, and you'll see the manifestation of this new thing. So I'm here to release a sound, then I will go. But I'm here also to join my faith with you. Anybody who is ready to. And we all live here with testimony.
That's what my son will be. That's what my son You're the lion and the lamb, the word of the Father. Forever you remain. Those things. You are the lion and the lamb, the word of the Father. Forever you remain. They'll sing amongst the gods who is like glorious in holiness, fearful in praise, always doing wonders. Senator Lefishaka Wayrell Etsub Senator Lefishaka Wayrell Senator Senator Lefishaka Wayrell weekend it's glory it's all over the place thank you Lord thank you Father you're incomparable you're unparalleled you're unparalleled you're immeasurable Supreme and sovereign. Highly 
lifted up. The King of the universe. You answer to no one, all things respond to you. get our place you just continue those that want to go can go but we just we lay down <laughs> we just lay it all lay it all down 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 just sleep so we're, we're really praying and trusting God for that but what better way is there any better way to have ended immersion Listen, there's no, I, I can't imagine it the glory of God is all of I can almost see glory clouds now. Like I'm seeing, I'm seeing, but I'm not seeing you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for just for pouring yourself over us today and over this weekend. You know, you might not be aware. Yesterday we prayed and worshiped for 12 hours straight. Normally when we do that, we go for an hour break. But yesterday I didn't give them any break. When you do this kind of things, your, your spirit man expands. Your capacity increases. And then God can pour more and more and more and more. You know, with the way the flow was going, we could do another three hours without knowing. You know that? But you're going to do that at home. Do it on the bus. Some of these people will touch you and they'll start getting healed. Because you're carrying something. Look at somebody say, I have concoction. Tell them, I have Jesus jazz. They are loaded. They are decked with power. Decked. Decked with power. Thank you, Father. Can we celebrate this amazing gift? Amazing gift. generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.
generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.